0: You're listening to The Watchlist with Patty and Bill.
1: Welcome back to The Watchlist with Patty and Bill. You can catch up on all your back episodes of The Watchlist with Patty and Bill by logging on to www.thewatchlistpod.com. You can also contact us there by clicking on that Contact Us button. You can engage with us on your social media at symbol, the watch list pod, and you can also subscribe to us wherever you subscribe to your favorite co- uh, podcast, cod, cod, cod co- pasts. I don't know that word. I don't know. Podcasts, because we are everywhere. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, In
0: your face, we're everywhere.
1: In your face. <laughs> In your face. <laughs> So suck what, what's the, what's that guy's what's that asshole's name with the podcast that I can't stand um Rogan? Yeah, Joe Rogan Suck it. Mm-hmm. You know what? Us and our 40 listeners will bite you in the ass one day. One, one of these days. <laughs>
0: <laughs> one day we'll do that.
1: That's right. <laughs> Anyhow, um anyway. welcome back everybody. We've got uh some reviews of some shows and then we have uh, some entertainment news to get a hold of, and we're going to do it kind of concisely. So, Patty, why don't you, what did you watch?
0: First thing I watched is called Boys State, and it's on Apple TV+. Okay. It's a documentary. It follows 1,000 teenage boys attending an annual nationwide leadership event. Uh, they're sponsored by the American Legion, And they've been held since 1939. There's one in every state. This particular one that the documentary is about is in Texas. Um, These events are are boys separate from girls. They're they're, separated by gender. Uh, So this follows the boys one, obviously. It was supposed to premiere this year at Sundance, which didn't really happen. And the whole thing really kind of shows the worst parts of American politics. Really? But it's oddly entertaining.
1: Is it, it am I am I taking that much of a leap to say that it's very right wing?
0: Because it's in Texas, a lot of these young teenage boys are very right wing. Yes. Okay. But there are a few who are a little more liberal because of what's been going on in their lives with the school shootings and all that stuff. So they've been more active in politics and demonstrating. Um, So throughout this thing there's some really dirty tricks. They invent some scandals. What? What? Uh, I know. And they learn that telling the truth and playing fair in politics will get them nowhere. And there's a quote from one candidate. He really kind of summed it all up. He says, You got to say what you got to say in order to win. It's probably a questionable thing to lie in politics, but getting here certainly gave me a new appreciation for why politicians lie to get into office.
1: I can see how that is the Tiger King of politics.
0: (laughs) Yeah, kind of. Yeah.
1: So why do they segregate the boys from the girls? I'm
0: not sure. They didn't mention that in anything that I saw. But. The one thing that I really really liked about this was how the boys whether they're bro boys or otherwise they were actually like human. And by that I mean we see them in really vulnerable moments. They're telling each other how inspired they were by one another. There's one who um they elect a governor. They split it into two parties, nationalist and federalist, and then they, you know, elect like senators and stuff, but the highest office is governor. And this one kid was running for governor, and clearly he didn't get it, but they, ev- there were so many boys coming up to him, telling him how inspired they were. They're in tears telling them how proud he was and how proud he should be. They're hugging him. I feel like if this was filmed in the 80s, these would just be like, you know, head pats on the back, little grunts with a head nod, like, yo, cool, you know? Mm. It wouldn't be quite as, like, touchy-feely and, you know, vulnerability, which clearly shows me that boys today are learning to embrace that more and embrace the emotions of life. Well, and especially amongst themselves. Yeah, Yeah, amongst themselves, a bunch of teenage boys, you know? Yeah. A bunch of teenage boys who are kind of nerd. They got to be, like, political nerds, kind of. They can't be, like, the...
1: They're not jocks.
0: Yeah, they're not the jocks who are, you know, all sports all the time. But also, this, it felt very, extremely white. There was, there were some, you know, diversity in there, but it wasn't a whole lot. Although the guy chosen as the nationalist leader, the leader of the nationalist party, he was actually a person of color. And the kid of the nationalist party who was running for governor, he's the son of, immigrants from mexico hmm. which was really nice that that was that was good to see you know yeah. even though it's a sea of white all wearing white t-shirts
1: <laughs> of course they are it,
0: it was even worse you know, yeah. because they're all wearing their you know boys uh yeah they're, they're wearing camp shirts or white, whatever you know? yeah. yeah but and, and you know i just really liked how all these kids you know that you know the kid the one kid that didn't get elected he's you know calling his mom and he's kind of crying and she's like are you okay what do you, do you need me to come get you he's like no it's just really nice everybody's coming and telling me how proud they are of me and i was like oh my god this is so cool
1: but it's a leadership camp for politics
0: yeah it's it's, a, it's teaching them leadership teaching them you know politics in the very beginning where i wasn't entirely paying attention they mentioned past politicians who attended this
1: Ah, okay.
0: And this thing uh, sponsored by the American Legion has been going on since 1939.
1: Wow. So it can kind of also be sort of a prelude to shit like the skulls and all that other sort of stuff where you go to that camp and you start your inward track into politics.
0: That's possible.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It, It still makes me wonder, though, why separate the boys from the girls?
0: Because they've been doing it since
1: 1939. Yeah, but uh, more wrong just doesn't make honestly, it more right.
0: Well, I don't know. I I don't know. I I didn't find that anywhere. Um, but what I found, what I was you know watching this, it makes me wonder, how is is the girls one different, or do they learn the same kind of thing? Lying in politics will get you everywhere.
1: Well, it must be, and this is not me being weird, but they obviously take it through the female lens of, I don't know, uh, like duplistic things that girls do versus boys do, how they're Maybe. treated. I, 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 that's just a little weird for me, but okay. Um, I'm glad it was entertaining. Yeah.
0: I mean, you know, they, they, there's, it's like a, was it a thousand a thousand one thousand teenage boys are at this thing and they're split up into different cities so you're electing your municipality people as well as the governor and they're they still do that whole damn two-party system bullshit which i kind of really hate um that's just me
1: well, and there,
0: be- there's one in every state and the rules are a little different in every state.
1: To get to this summer camp?
0: Um, no, this summer camp, it's, uh, this thing is in every state, but the the rules in general are like, oh, different on right. how they, what they do and how they handle it.
1: Oh, wow. Um, so all 50 states have. A-
0: yeah. All 50 states have one of these. Um, many programs offer college credit to those attending and some colleges and, u- and universities may offer scholarships and other awards to those attending this program, Holy whether sh- it's boys dad. or girls.
1: So they could get a poli sci scholarship.
0: Very basically. possibly, yeah. Yeah.
1: Well, it's interesting because, and, and it touches on something that I firmly believe that no matter when you enter politics, you, you have to sell your soul to an extent. Mm-hmm. And it, and if that camp is teaching you the seedy underbelly of politics and doing what you need to do to win and and all that stuff, that fills in a little missing picture for me.
0: Yeah. So Wikipedia gives me a whole list of famous alumni: Ooh. Roger Ebert, Newt no Dobbs, Bill Clinton, um, Chris Christie, Lisa <laughs> Gibbons, um, Scott Bakula.
1: <laughs> um I I'm, I'm picturing this like fucking Hogwarts.
0: So yeah, they yeah, all sit like in
1: it. a chair. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> Which house am I going to put you? Gryffindor.
0: john bon Jovi attended this.
1: Oh my god.
0: Who did Mike Huckabee, Phil Jackson? Um yeah, there there's a lot of politicians, some, you know, not wow. entirely. Bruce Springsteen attended this.
1: No That's shit.
0: Crazy shit, man. Yeah, Neil Armstrong did it. Tom wow. Brokaw, Cory Booker.
1: Ah, my man Cory Booker.
0: Yeah, my man Cory.
1: That's interesting. Yeah, hey. so, you
0: know it's it's really very interesting. And they. And they, where do, is this show? Um, it's on Apple TV Plus, and they do send they. The Boys State and the Girls State Program, since 1947, they have sent two delegates to the Boys of the Boys Nation and Girls Nation to Washington, D.C.
1: Wow. Each state
0: chooses their delegates differently, and the delegates are sometimes the participants elected to the governor and lieutenant governor positions, but other states have separate elections for the honor to go to D.C., to this nation in D.C.,
1: so it could be a governorship, or it could be, hey, you're a rock star.
0: Yeah, hey, you're great, and we want you to represent us.
1: Right. Okay.
0: Uh... So, yeah, the, the whole program is pretty cool. And these the, the filmmakers, they did not have any, weren't doing any kind of, like, this is all crazy right-wing people or left-wing. They did a really good job of keeping it, you know. Just showing us what happens.
1: Oh, good. Okay. Well, then that's all right. So the only thing is that we have to figure out why they're sexist. But okay.
0: Yeah. I I, I didn't really look that up too much. All I was right. just wondering why is there only boys? And then as I was getting more information about it, I found out they're separate ones. And I don't understand why it's separate.
1: I don't know. We'll have to infiltrate somehow. All or right, do so do that's Apple Googling. TV uh, Plus. What'd you say?
0: <laughs> or do more Googling.
1: Or do more Googling. Yeah. All right. So the first show that I watched, which debuted um this summer on Hulu, is called Crossing Swords. Oh. And Crossing Swords is a like a stop motion little animated show. Do you remember those little wooden figures that were sort of on those little rolly balls? like seventies toys and they didn't have any arms. They were just these heads on little bodies and there were little balls on the bottom of them. And you would just kind of roll them around and place them on little boards and all this other sort of stuff.
0: Never had anything like that.
1: It's all right. Um, So this animated show isn't animated as in computer or anything like that. It's a little stop motion show about this guy who wants to be the squire of the king he comes from a shit family, and all he wants to do is just be the, the squire to the king. And, and it's a comedy. It is an R-rated, raunchy-ass comedy, and it's, and it's amusing. Nicholas Holt, who I have come to, to gain a great appreciation for. He's the title character as well as a few other characters on this show. Um, so he's the black sheep of the family because he's the good guy in the family. Okay. Like he's got an alcoholic like sadistic clown for a brother. He's got a a buccaneering pirate scoundrel for a sister. Hmm. So like all these people give him such shit. Um and then he finds out that the king and queen that he wants to squire for full of it, it's weird, it's wacky, but it if you like things like robot chicken, I do. You will like crossing swords
0: good to know yes it is 10 episodes
1: on hulu all
0: right
1: yeah it's 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 raunchy as fuck (laughs) oh wow and language that that equally matches
0: good to know
1: yes all right
0: cool the next thing i've got is from netflix it's called mystic pop-up bar okay it's a korean show And it's subtitled. They don't have a dubbed version, like track for it. It's just subtitled. It's a it's a rom com, and it uh it starts out the the premise is that 500 years ago, a girl, a young girl named Walju, um she has this power to enter people's dreams by touching them while they're sleeping. So she is called to help the crown prince, who's kind of I guess in a coma. And he's very sickly right now. So she goes and she heals him from the thousands of spirits that are haunting his dreams because his ancestors had slaughtered all of them. They are unhappy spirits all trapped in his dream with him. Hmm. And she gets accused of seducing him because he's kind of fallen in love with her. And they send an assassin to kill her. For her dastardly deed of seducing the crown prince when that was not all her intention or anything she did. But instead, this assassin kills her mother. So, in her grief, she hangs herself from the sacred tree. And this has caused the country to fall into chaos because the sacred tree has lost its power. A hundred thousand people die in the aftermath. So... In the afterlife, she is now forced to atone for her sin of committing suicide from the sacred tree. And she must soothe the grudges of 100,000 souls or perish in hell for eternity. Yes, this is a (laughs) 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 rom-com. I know, I know. So far, she's got 99,991. But she's been given a month to finish up. Because she's already been given an extension. Most people are only given 300 years to do this. She's already been given 500 years because of her good deeds prior to killing herself. So now in modern day, she and a former afterlife detective, who actually turns out is the crown prince, who wants to be by her side, they appear in this pop-up bar to help people. And they stumble upon a young man who has the ability to make people tell the truth just by touching them. They spill their innermost secrets and stuff, so she wants to enlist his help so she could get those final nine within a month. She needs somebody who's gonna be like you know, the one who makes everybody talk so that she can go faster. And what's the name of this show again? It's called Mystic Pop Up Bar, it's on Netflix. It is, it's really got some very silly moments Mm. after they set up the whole seriousness of hanging from the sacred tree. And the actress they have is very funny. Then they throw in some of those silly cartoony sound effects when she's trying to kick some dickhead's ass because, you know, he's a womanizing piece of shit and she's helping the girl that he's, you know, screwing with at work. So, you know, it's kind of fun. It's actually a silly, fun kind of thing, even though the premise sounds really. Yeah, it
1: sounds really (laughs) dark. (laughs) Is this anime or is this live action? No, this
0: is live action. No shit. Yeah, it's a live action Korean TV show. It's really, you know, the premise is like what, and that, but you know, when they get to modern day, it's you see the the humor and it's a little silly.
1: Okay. All right. Yeah. So sticking with Netflix and also thinking about you and this, what is this Nims Island? Uh, Pat Fantasy Island. What's this game you play? Um, uh, the 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 Animal the
0: Crossing New animal, Horizons.
1: Animal Crossing. Yeah, I knew it had something to do with Animal Crackers. Okay, so there is a show on. Don't be giving me the side eye. What the hell was that? Drinking your vino. Anyway, yeah. there is a show. uh six episode. Mini series on Netflix called High Score. Hmm. And it is the history of video games. Oh, cool. Beginning all the way back. And I'm talking all the way back into the 70s. So I watched the first episode, which is all about how Atari is born, Pac Man is born, even how Miss Pac Man was not even an invention of Namco oh. it was it was three dudes who basically got bored with pac-man because after a while and they say this in the show the thing about video games is that once you learn the game there's no more reason to play it so you know you would have this this huge arch of people learning this game and then poof So they created their own booster packs, if you will. Okay. To
0: Expansion packs.
1: Like an expansion pack. Okay. And that ended up being Miss Pac-Man.
0: Neat. Okay, cool.
1: Um, But the neatest thing on the very first episode is that you realize that, and even though it's not said very much, there is an African-American man by the name of Jerry Lawson who way back in the 70s invented the very first console that would take interchangeable cartridges. Cool. So way back when, for all those who do not know, game companies sold a Pong Pong set for your house, but all it could play was Pong. Mm -hmm. And what good was that? So, you know, you'd get tired of Pong. So he actually, on his own, invented a game system, which was purchased by Atari that became the basis for the 2600 and every video game since then.
0: Every console. Every console since then
1: to make them interchangeable. So you only had to buy one box and then just the cartridges for the games. His name is Jerry. That's really cool. It's very cool. that, that That was the niftiest part of watching episode one. But then each episode takes place in a different, like it 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 ladders up. Okay. So, so the first episode is all about the very beginnings of things like Space Invaders, the very first video game tournament for any kind of video game that was held in New York, which was sort of a weird thing that happened. Um, and it was all about Space Invaders, that was it. Hmm. And then it springboards you to the next episode, which will be about Nintendo. Cool. So it's right. it's very interesting, especially if you game. Mm. Um, watch that. Six episodes on Netflix. The only thing I will say about it is that it's a little sleepy.
0: Yeah. Either, yeah. I can either, see how sort of the beginnings in history, it could be a little dull if they I, don't do it right.
1: I just wanted them to... to Pick up the pace just a little bit, okay. Well, but, maybe
0: they do as it goes on,
1: yeah, maybe. maybe. Maybe as games get faster, the pacing of this will get faster,
0: maybe, yeah,
1: but but you should have seen Silicon Valley before it became Silicon Valley.
0: Oh, nothing
1: was there, I bet it was it was farmland, and yeah. they farmed prunes.
0: <laughs> it was prune land.
1: it was prune land or and,
0: plum land and then dried to
1: be and then right, exactly. But it was really interesting how these game companies came to be. So, anyway.
0: Nice. Yeah. So, the next one I have, and really it's the last one I have. Um, this one, I, it, it hasn't actually aired yet because we're recording this on Saturday afternoon. Um, this evening and then Sunday evening, you know, Saturday, Sunday evening, yep. on Freeform is a new drama. It's only got four episodes, so two will be Saturday, two will be Sunday. But then on Monday, it'll be available on Hulu. Uh, it's called Love in the Time of Corona, which mm. obviously is a play on the title of the book, Love in the Time of Cholera. This was created by Joanna Johnson, who has done Freeform's show Good Trouble. Okay. It's been, it was filmed in the actual homes of the actors using real couples, their families, their friends. Because this was filmed early on during the whole lockdown thing. And it focuses on three concurrent stories. A young couple that's trying to have a baby. A divorcing couple that have to live under the same roof during this lockdown. And then their teenage daughter returns home from college. And then there's an older couple who is about to celebrate their 50th wedding anniversary. The husband's in a nursing home. And yeah, with all this Rona happening that celebration sure as shit ain't gonna happen. Leslie Odom Jr. and his wife are in it.
1: Oh no Gil, shit!
0: Yeah, Gil Bellows, his wife and daughter are in it. Okay. And then the older couple, I, I didn't recognize their names, so I didn't write it down. Okay. But yeah, it's uh, it looks like it could be good. It looks like it could totally suck. But it's a drama where it's not a bunch of people on a t on a computer screen, Zoom monitors. You know. Yeah, yeah. It is what, you know, from the news to everything, that's what we're getting. And this is an actual live drama, four episodes, actors doing what they do and have always done back in the day.
1: And you said it's live?
0: No, this is not live.
1: This okay.
0: filmed in their actual homes.
1: Oh, I see. Okay. All right. I it's misunderstood on so
0: tape, cute. It takes place officially back in April. Got it. So the big question is, are we ready for a Rona dramedy or drama?
1: I think so. I, I, well, they've already done a couple of them. There was that 30 Rock episode where it was all virtual. And then Mythic Quest did their coronavirus yeah, yeah, episode.
0: That's, that's, yeah, but it's not quite a drama like this and it's a lot of people on zoom screens yeah unlike this which was actually filmed with
1: actors
0: in person
1: it's it's weird because unless they're willing to film somebody being diagnosed and going into an emergency room and all of the horrible things that happen because of COVID—that I don't think America is ready for.
0: I think we should see it though.
1: I think absolutely. You beat me because by a second because we're all
0: it, like separated from the reality of what this does, and that's why people doubt whether it's really real. They think the numbers are fake,
1: and people and it, always get on and say, "You need to believe this. You need to take this shit seriously." Yeah, yeah. I mean, I've had a a family friend whose mom died from it. Another friend of mine, his buddy's dad, died from it. Mm. Uh, my girlfriend's coworkers, a few of them, have had it, and thankfully have recovered. But they don't even know the long term effects of this. No, I saw no. I saw a little ticker saying there could be actual, um, forever heart issues because of this. Yeah. So I think you're exactly right. I think that people need to see it. And that brings me back to my point of, I think we need this. If for nothing else, it it shines a nice mirror on what's going on.
0: Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah.
1: All right. And where is that
0: again? This is, well, by the time our episode launches, it'll be on Hulu.
1: Got it. The four right.
0: episodes will premiere on Hulu starting Monday night.
1: Got it. Or Monday during the day,
0: starting Monday. I don't know when Hulu releases stuff, so.
1: Yeah. All right. Segway music.
0: Doo, doo, doo.
1: So, David, who is awesome. What up, David?
0: David, come back to us.
1: <laughs> David will be back. He will be back soon. I am making. I am voluntolding him, or oh. volunteering him to come back. <laughs> Sweet. But he is, he is awesome at, at giving us information. And one thing that he told me about were the reviews for Christopher Nolan's Tenet. Uh-huh. So right now, we are in a really weird part. Because as we are recording this, this is the first weekend when, uh, what is it, 100 or 150 theaters in North America are reopening.
0: Well, those are AMC.
1: AMC theaters and other theaters are already open.
0: Yeah, I don't know if other chains have opened. I have been following that.
1: I'm bad. So I looked at the box office today. The biggest movie up there of somebody that I know is that um, the Russell Crowe movie. The one where he plays the uh, Road Rager. And it ain't doing well at all.
0: I don't even know that one.
1: Yeah. He, Which um, is probably
0: why it's not doing well, because how many people have heard of this movie?
1: Well, that's just it. Hold on one second. Is it a new
0: What's one on? or is it an older one?
1: No, it's 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 very new. new.
0: All right.
1: It is brand new. It is called Unhinged. Okay. And this one uh, the the premise of that movie is that a woman who's you know having a day runs afoul of a guy who's having a worse day and he goes after her. For an apology, and then it just, oh, you know, geez. all the wackiness ensues from there.
0: Huh. Russell Crowe's in that, eh? Hmm.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, that not sounds much like a my stretch. kind
0: of movie that I totally don't want to <laughs> watch in any way whatsoever.
1: Well, but Tenet mm-hmm. is getting very lukewarm to cold reviews. Oh, oh. Like, technically, it's very good, but it has no heart. Oh. Very little character development. You know, the special effects are cool, but.
0: Oh, that's sad.
1: It's like the sleekest, heartless version of James Bond you will ever see. Oh, shit. Yeah. But what's interesting about that is that Christopher Nolan has held out that he wanted his movie seen on the big screen. So in this new day and age, will reviews kill it even more? Because even at best, even if everybody filled the 30% of seats in movie theaters, it's still only 30% of a certain number of, of theaters open. Yeah. Yeah. So is it gonna make all that much, Christopher Nolan? My voice is going up? Mm-hmm. Really?
0: And did these reviews dropped on Friday?
1: Yeah, these reviews dropped this week. I'm not I'm not exactly sure if they dropped. Um mm-hmm. as we're recording this, it's a Saturday. I don't think the reviews dropped yesterday, but they did drop this week.
0: Okay, during Um, the week.
1: At some point, during the week. So,
0: I mean, if this was a movie I thought I might want to watch, and I read reviews saying it wasn't that great,
1: Mm.
0: I don't think I'd go to a theater and risk everything just to watch a movie that people said was lukewarm at best.
1: And isn't that exactly right?
0: And usually, I don't give a fuck what reviews say. But because now there's a higher risk when I go to the theater...
1: Yeah. I'm
0: going to start I'm going to pay attention to those. Oh, if, yeah, If I'm considering even going to
1: a theater. Well, and that was my that was my whole thing on our last episode of yeah. Oh man, they're showing the Empire Strikes Back. <laughs> I would love to see that again on a big screen. But at the same time, not only do I own that movie legitimately and mm-hmm. without without kidding, five different ways. I own that movie five different ways. Wow. But it I I totally get the draw of going back to a big screen, but mm-hmm. there ain't no way in hell I'm stepping foot in a movie theater even for my precious Empire Strikes Back. So you know damn sure I or you better be damn sure I'm not going to go see Tenet if it's that lackluster or that, yeah. you know, cold and weird. Yeah. I'd still pay to see it in my house because I'm, I'm still interested in Christopher Nolan's stuff, but at the same time, I'm sure shit not going to go see it in a movie theater.
0: Yeah, no, yeah. our local news had, you know, was talking about AMC opening and their 15 cent tickets on Thursday. And they were talking to people who were very excited to go to the movies and they've been waiting for the chance. And I was like, really, 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 Really?
1: Yeah. Yeah, really. yeah. There
0: were people who went.
1: Well, yeah. okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So. And you know what? And, and I don't wish COVID on anybody, but no, definitely not. But if you have to still, you know, be spaced six feet apart, if you're dining outside, why are you going to put yourself in a big old box? It's, 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 yeah, I, I'm just not going to do it. Yeah. Yeah. So this weekend, well, when people listen to this, it will be this past weekend. There was something called DC Fandom. Have you heard of that? No. It is. And it's a very interesting take. So imagine Comic-Con, except for only the DC universe, DC Comics universe, everything TV and movie related. Well, out of that, um, there was some great big news that Ben Affleck is actually going to reprise his portrayal as Batman in the new Flash movie Hmm. because of the premise of that new Flash movie. Which is across different universes and alternate universes and so on and so on. And that's how Michael Keaton's Batman figures into it. I am geeking out so hard over this. Mm. It's going to be great. I always I am a huge proponent of Ben Affleck being Batman. I thought he was the perfect Batman. And knowing that he is he is actually suiting up again makes me happy beyond words. Cool. Yeah. So, I, I don't. After we're done recording this, I'm going to pop on the DC fandom and see what I can see so we can report on that in our next episode. Excellent. But um, new trailers are supposed to drop for uh, Justice League, the Snyder cut, um, which was apparently leaked already, the, a new mm-hmm. teaser trailer for the Flash movie, and lots mm-hmm. of other cool stuff. So, all right. Now, the last thing we actually share.
0: Yeah. That was on my list too.
1: All right. Go ahead.
0: Oh, um, Bill and Ted face the music on August 28th. It looks like you can, um, you can on demand it on August 28th. If you pre-order, there's even bonus content on some providers. So they're going to be doing day and date for Bill and Ted face the music.
1: Yes. Which I think is terrifically smart. And it's across different platforms as well. Mm -hmm. So Voodoo's got a copy. Amazon Prime has got a copy. Even Fandango now, which actually technically doesn't exist anymore. Oh. In terms of, all right, um, or at least least the part where you can actually buy digital copies of movies.
0: Okay. Okay. So you Um, can stream it there, but you don't buy the copy of it.
1: Yeah. It's kind of weird that way. Um, Okay but there are different many different platforms uh, that allow you to do that so one thing i did notice tooling around the fandango now version is only 1999 but the voodoo version is 2499
0: that may not have the bonus content because on their website it says bonus content availability may differ by platform.
1: Right. And there are certain things. So I don't know if, if anybody still buys Blu-rays, but if you bought a, a, a Steelbook Blu-ray from Best Buy, that's got a different cover and different stuff than the target version of the same of yeah. the same Blu-ray. Yeah. So, what they try to make you do is go buy all these steel books so that you get all of it. Oh. So what Voodoo is doing is offering you a $3 credit if you purchase it through them, which is what I'm going to do because Amazon, at least from what I saw, is not streaming it in 4K for $24.99. Oh. That was not an option when I clicked on the thing because they're all over um, Instagram as well. So okay. when I clicked on the link in their own app and it went to Amazon, it only said HD, not 4K.
0: Okay, good to know. Yeah. So on the website for BillAndTed3.com, yep. uh, you could watch on Apple TV, Amazon, Fandango Now, Vudu, Xbox, Google Play, Kaleidoscope,
1: Frontier... actually.
0: Oh, pardon me, Kaleidoscope. Frontier Communications, Verizon and Sony. So it's accessible on the Sony platform, accessible on the Verizon platform, accessible on the Frontier platform. So those are the places right now on their website, the Bill and Ted 3, which it's the number three dot com. Yeah. Is where you can go to learn more about Bill and Ted on demand and in theaters August 28th.
1: And that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to pre-order it. Because and when then it you'll comes get
0: out, bonus content,
1: and I'll get some bonus content. Um, I'll get the three dollar credit on voodoo, yeah. which you know, I buy stuff on voodoo every now and then. So, I, I just want to support this. And, yeah, do I want to pay 25 bucks for a movie? I can't think about it that way. I have to think about it as I'm spending $25 for two people, which makes it cheaper than going to the movies to see it. Exactly. So I I hope it makes a gajillion dollars. Do I you? really do. I and I think it will. The nostalgia factor alone, then add on to that Keanu Reeves's massive popularity these days. Yeah. I I think this I, I, at least I think their opening weekend quote end quote is going to be huge. So we'll see. That's all I got.
0: That's all I got too.
1: Sweet, yeah. nice short show today. Indeed. Indeed. All right. Yeah. Wait. Well, yeah. shortish, shortish show.
0: Yeah, you yeah. oh,
1: know. well. All right. Yeah. Well, thanks for listening, everybody. Make sure you log on to thewatchlistpod.com. Click on that Contact Us button or engage us on social media at symbol the Watchlist Pod. Let us know if you're going to pre-order Bill and Ted. Uh, let us know if you're interested in anything DC fandom. Let us know if you've checked out what's the name of that series about the dead person trying to... <laughs> the
0: Mystic <laughs> Pop-Up Bar?
1: The Mystic Pop.
0: It's such a weird title,
1: but I'm going to totally watch it. Let us know but if you're going to watch that. Korean,
0: so the title might be different in Korean, and it right. might have more meaning than Mystic Pop-Up Bar.
1: True that. Mm-hmm. Let us know what you're going to watch. And as always, make sure you engage us on social media at The Watchlist Pod, and subscribe to us wherever you pick up your podcasts. All right. Yeah. yeah. Well, thanks.
0: You're welcome. Thank you. Thank you, everybody, for listening.
1: Yeah. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Please pass us along to friends. Hello to everybody of our listeners. And thank you for sticking with us. We really appreciate that. And uh, we will talk to you soon. Yeah. Okay, All right. Bye.
0: Talk to you, bye. Bye.